This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Happy Tuesday. I hope your day is treating you well. Today, we are discussing strengths and support areas for content creation by Enneagram type. But first, today's rosebud and thorn. My rose today is my co-working space. I work out of a co-working space in my town, and I just love it so much. It's so peaceful and relaxing. There's like everything I could possibly need is here. It's a dream. My thorn is, I just, it's the end of the year, which means I have a lot of boring business tasks to do, just a lot of boring stuff. And honestly, I have a lot of people who help me with this stuff and it's still too much boring stuff for me. I'm just going to be honest. But my bud is end of year planning. I love a plan. Honestly, I love to plan things, to dream and to brainstorm and to like problem solve. These just make me so happy. And it's that time of year. And I'm going to start early this year because I've been doing my quarters by season and I, I've made my own seasons. So I my winter is going to be December, January, and February. And so I'm going to start quarterly planning December, January, February, like next week or this week that you're listening to this. But for today, I wanted to talk about content creation. I often think about how much content I make and how I've been doing it for so long and all of the little tips and tricks I've picked up along the way. And I had a question come in specifically about how I manage my content. And I definitely have tips, but one thing I love about the Enneagram is that we never have to give one size fits all advice. So I'm going to share the things that have helped me the most and then things for you specific to Enneagram type. So I'm excited. We're first going to talk about my process of content creation from beginning to end. Like Here's step-by-step what I tend to do. So the first thing is I keep an idea folder. So I use um, Trello for this. So I have the Trello app on my phone and I have a board like for content creation and then like little tabs for each place I create content. So for me, that's YouTube, podcast, it's Instagram, it's TikTok sometimes, depending on the mood. And I think that's it. And I need to add blogging to the mix next year, but currently I'm not doing a very good job. And I should be adding emailing my list to the list, but I've not been doing that either. So if we're honest, 
those are the main ones. So for there, I keep an idea folder. So every time I have an idea for a piece of content, I just go ahead and type it up in my Trello on that piece. So maybe I'm out at the grocery store and I watch someone shopping for fruit and I think, oh, that'd be a funny list to make for Instagram. I just go ahead and type that into Trello right then and there. This is super helpful because I think a lot of times we sit down to make content and we feel like I don't know what I want to make. So just having like a stockpile of ideas can help me. I can scan it and just go, okay, which one stands out to me right now? Which one do I have access to in this moment Creative, creatively? So the next thing I do is at the beginning of every month, I plan it out in my calendar. So I use iCal for this. And I just, I have a different calendar for every piece of content that I make. And then I assign those ideas two days every single month. And if I'm doing a good job, I'm pretty strategic about it, but I'm not typically a strategic person by nature. So I'm just going to let you know that's not often the case. I try to just kind of coordinate content. Maybe I did a series on the podcast and I want to create a piece of content to go with that on Instagram, that kind of thing. I just plan all of that out in advance. And then every single day, I'm basically working on the week ahead. So this gives me a lot of leeway room just in case maybe I'm traveling or I get sick where I have a little bit of grace room, but I in general like to be working a week out. So on Monday, I'm working on Monday content for the next week. I'm recording a podcast, doing podcast graphics, Instagram graphics. I'm doing, if I do a TikTok, I'm going to go ahead and film it that day. All of that stuff, all week in advance. And then I just try to, in general, keep a a pretty clear routine for me, (laughs) as routine as I can be, which, you know, I like to mix things up a lot. So routine is used loosely. (laughs) But it helps me to just kind of go, okay, every Monday I'm going to do this thing. Every Tuesday I'm going to do this. Wednesday I'm going to do that, that sort of thing. That helps me a lot to just keep going with my content. So what I mean by that is I edit a video every Tuesday and post it every Wednesday. And so like I know, okay, Tuesday, a big part of my day is going to be editing a YouTube video. And so I'm going to put less tasks on that day because that takes hours to do, that sort of thing. That helps a lot. Um, And then also just having a startup routine, which we talked about in yesterday's episode in the beginning, just it was my rose, but basically just having like a set of things that I do before I start my workday that tell me it's time to work. And I find that so helpful because so much of my job is content creation that I need to be like primed and ready to go when I get into the office. And that really helps Things that I use, I just want to like let you know the tools that I use. I use Canva for creating graphics. I use Issue, I-S-S-U-U. They've sponsored the podcast before, but it, it's free. And then I think I have a 50% off code for you all in, I'll try and put it in the show notes for you, but they, for like the premium version, which I, I recommend that you get, but it like basically like helps you to use one piece of content in multiple locations and it integrates with Canva, which is so nice. Um, And then I use the notes app on my phone to write ideas down or to write out podcast episodes or outline them, that kind of thing. And then iCal to plan my monthly calendar. And then I schedule all of my content on Instagram and Facebook through Facebook scheduler. So I do that since I'm working a week in advance. I just go ahead and schedule them all out for the coming week, if you are wondering. Now, things that I'm not good at (laughs) with content creation. I'm not great at making making that content go as far as it could, right? Issue helps with that. And if I were using it as often as I should be, it would help me a lot more. 
but I really should be making all of my podcasts also blog posts, also Instagram posts, also TikToks. Like each podcast should be like a bunch of stuff, but I'm not very good at doing that and probably need to hire help, honestly, for that or just figure out a new system to make that work. We'll find, we'll figure it out. Um, I'm not very good at being strategic, right? Like we typically, if I have a launch, I'm probably going to want to create content that kind of primes people for that. But I rarely, if ever do, I'm not very good at planning further than a month out, like thinking about how is this content going to impact next month's content, going to impact next month's content. My brain just doesn't believe that those months exist, right? So I'm like, I'm pretty much operating on a monthly basis. And that works for my mind. But I think other people may be more strategic than that, and and that works for them better. I really struggle to make things that I think are boring. Like if it's if I'm bored as I'm making it, I'm typically going to just make something different because I'm not gonna be able to do it. Like my brain just like goes blank when I'm bored. So if I make a monthly calendar and then I get down to like creating that piece of content that day and I'm like I can't muster any creative energy for this, I'm just gonna do something else. Um, and then push that one till another day because it's boring me, if I'm honest. And then finally, because I work a week out, I'm not very good at being on top of like the fast trends, things like trending sounds on TikTok or do you guys remember when, we, when that little miss movement came, came about? Like everybody was making memes of like little miss uh, overdramatic or whatever. I should have made content for that. It's perfect for the Enneagram, but I just didn't because I was working a week in advance and dropping everything that day to like completely do something different and then reschedule. It was just like, that's not something I'm very good at. So that's the reality for me. That's kind of the process. Those are the tools I use. And then that's kind of what I'm not great at, if just being honest. But let's get into specific types, strengths, and support areas. Um, I say support areas because I just think this is where you might need help. Like I said before, like I'm not very good at making my content go as far as it should go. So I need to seek help in terms of, you know, programs like Issue or maybe hiring help eventually, that sort of thing. So that's what I want for you is have support. (laughs) All right. So your strengths. Type one, your strengths are going to be consistency, right? Honestly, growing on social media requires consistency more than frequency in general. I think most of the time we think, oh, I need to be podcasting five days a week or once a week, or I need to be Instagramming every single day. And the truth is, it's not really about how much you do it. It's about how consistent you can be and how predictable you can be. Because if you can be predictable, then you're you're training the algorithms and your audience to count on you and that you're going to be there. And that means that like no one likes to go to that bakery that just like you never know if they're going to be open or not, right? Like you really become invested in content that you can count on. And so for me, that's like always the goal is I want to be consistent and reliable because I want people to be able to trust that I'm going to show up when I say I'm going to show up because that's how we grow a following. Now, in terms of support areas, that's going to be type one. That's going to be your kind of natural strength, I think, is going to be just like, okay, following a set of consistencies. I think your support area is going to be recognizing when you've done enough or potentially overthinking the quality. So when I say consistency, you might hear consistency and frequency. I need to be posting five days a week consistently. But instead, what I what I used to ask when I was doing one-on-ones with people, helping them to kind of 
create their content plan, um, I would ask them like, what is something, what's like an easy amount that you feel like, oh, I could do that in my sleep. That wouldn't be hard at all. And that's what we're going to set our consistency measure on is the easiest possible amount for you to do because that your your muscle for that's going to grow, right? Like I had a hard time being consistent with the podcast once a week when I first started, but now I'm consistent five days a week, right? So that grew, that muscle grew, but I couldn't have been consistent five days a week back then because it wasn't a high priority for me as much as it is now. And I hadn't built the muscle out, right? Or had the systems in place. So I just want to be clear, don't overthink the frequency. Don't expect yourself to be both frequent and consistent. Decide what's reasonable for you to be consistent and allow that strength to really shine. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And then also like excellent is better than perfect because perfect is going to not ever get published because perfect doesn't exist. So if you can really just think of like, how can I trust that this is a well done, even though there are things I would still fix on it. That's when you're allowed to hit publish, you know? You don't have to think everything is flawless in order to hit publish, which I know can be sometimes hard. All right, type two, your strengths are that you are naturally communal and relational, which is so good for content creation. It's very relatable. It allows you to build a community to, you know, you're going to respond to people. You're going to stay like connected to people in the work that you're doing. So yeah, it's just going to help you a lot in terms of having that community built out and just making sure that you're offering your community the support that, you know, you kind of naturally are able to give. I think that that's very much in line with your strengths. In terms of support area, it's really about focusing on where you are getting the most positive feedback, right? So sometimes twos can get really like invested in Instagram stories because you're getting DMs right away or even posts, wherever you're getting like the most immediate positive feedback, maybe where you are naturally leaning. So maybe your TikTok does really well, but your Instagram doesn't. And then you feel like you neglect your Instagram in favor for TikTok because TikTok is offering you more of what you're hoping for in terms of positive feedback. And so in that regard, you know, it's just like practicing maybe having someone else to buffer who is posting for you so that you're not just the only one kind of receiving that feedback, right? Or you're not even creating it with the feedback in mind because you are not necessarily seeing the immediate feedback. Creating some systems in place where maybe you're scheduling your posts out so that you can remain consistent even if you feel a little demotivated by that lack of immediate contact. All right, type three, your strengths are going to be strategy, thinking things through, knowing why you're posting, posting with a purpose, having you know your work pay off for you in the long run. In terms of support areas, it can be losing motivation if you aren't seeing progress or potentially even like changing who you are to fit what is getting you the feedback, right? Like becoming what you think you need to be in order to get the feedback that you want 
even if it's not true to yourself. And and therefore, the problem with that is that it becomes unsustainable, right? Like eventually you will grow tired of doing that, of playing that character, or you get like kind of pigeonholed, right? Like I've seen, we've all seen the guy like on TikTok who does all these just like different kinds of walks. Like his whole job is just like, here are the walks that someone might do. Here's a what a toddler walks like. Here's what an old person walks like. That's probably like that's the kind of thing that could kind of get you trapped as a three, like following the like feedback that you're getting, following that like what's getting you the numbers, but then finding out that like, oh wait, I actually hate doing these videos. Like this is so boring, right? So that's just something to keep in mind as well. All right, type four, your strengths are going to be beauty and depth. Like you are going to find ways to say things that haven't been said before, potentially saying them in ways they haven't been said before, calling out things and beliefs that maybe most of us are afraid to talk about, talking about hard topics that are kind of scary. We all need that on social media, and I think that's a beautiful gift. Your support area is going to be strategy, knowing why you're posting, what that's pointing back to, and not just having like a ton of followers and then not ever being able to pay your bills off of it. Like really understanding how can I turn this into a business? How can I make this strategic? All right. Type five, your strengths are going to be creativity and originality. A lot of fives are really unique thinkers. They're out of the box singers. They do things maybe people have never done before. They're very creative, original, and you know tend to be informed about the things that they're doing. In terms of support areas, it's really about being seen in the beginning right? Allowing yourself to be seen as a, a new person starting, just starting out, kind of experimenting or potentially even being seen as a person behind your work. Like maybe you're comfortable showing your work, but not as comfortable showing your face and allowing people to connect to who you are. And I think about some of my favorite type five artists on Instagram, you know, Morgan Harper Nichols is a great example of just like how much more we're able to see Morgan now and how much more invested we become in their work because we're seeing the person behind their work and we're invested in them. All right, type six, the strengths are, y'all, sixes are so relatable. They're so like delightfully self-deprecating. I think sixes do really well, especially on YouTube because your YouTube, you kind of need someone who feels like they're in a conversation with you and sixes ask a lot of questions and engage, make decisions in real time. And you kind of have that like back and forth. And I just find that very delightful to watch. The support areas are really going to be pivoting to new platforms. You know, sixes and nines both tend to really like to be in comfort zones. You know, this is what's working. This is what's going well. I don't want to like try something new. So maybe if you're doing YouTube, switching over to short form content on TikTok might be really frustrating or difficult. Once you get the hang of it, it's going to be fine, right? You're going to plug away and do your thing, but it's like getting that initial shift from long form content to short form content or, you know, whatever the new thing is right now. For type seven, your strengths are going to be distilling information in fun and digestible ways. Sevens make a lot of quick context connections of like, okay, I have this information and this information. Let's put it together and share it in a way that's like really fun and digestible. Now, in terms of support areas, I think you might guess that it might be losing interest. Um, particularly when strategy gets involved, like when it becomes like, how do we make this mean something? How do we make this more effective? Strategy can be 
boring, (laughs) you know, it can like make you lose your interest. Um, So if it feels like it's not fun anymore, that could be difficult. I usually recommend just taking breaks. I take a sabbatical every year from especially the podcast, but also usually from Instagram and YouTube, just like um, taking a break from creating so that you can I like to use that time to learn and pour information in so that I feel invigorated to get back into sharing. All right, type eight is, um, you know, your strengths are just going to be getting the job done, right? Like you're going to do the work. That's not the problem. The support areas really are going to be doing the most is going to eventually need to delegate, right? Like, like you are probably just going to do the most and then eventually you're going to be like, okay, how can I delegate this to someone whose job it is to do this and that I trust to make it happen, right? Like the eights that I've seen who do that do it really well, but it's it can be hard to take that initial step. And honestly, the eights that I've seen do this kind of become addicted to doing it. It's like, oh, I am actually really good at this. I'm really good at figuring out who's good at something, who's not good at something, where your weaknesses are, where your strengths are, and who to put into what place to do certain jobs. And it can become kind of like the fun in and of itself can be the delegation. But the initial delegation process might be hard, especially if you are expecting superhuman output from yourself, which like you might be, and then kind of putting that superhuman export expectation onto someone else, they may have limits, right? Or their limits may be not the same as your limits. And that has to be okay at some point, right? All right. So then at type nine, the strengths here are going to be engaging with accounts. So one of the main things when we talk about growth strategy on new accounts is going out and engaging with other people, liking, commenting, following other people, really engaging with them and building a community, being a part of the global community and the conversation, you know, letting people know you exist, that you're even there, that you're part of this conversation, right? So then that's going to be like the nine strength. When it comes to support areas, it's really about expanding on your thoughts. Like, how can I make this thought that I have more than like four sentences long? Because most of your attention and your energy in your life has been in getting it out as fast as possible so that people don't grow tired of you, right? Because that's kind of your fear. And so a lot of times, um, nines don't tend to expand. They tend to give really short answers. They tend to not interject, right? Yes or no answers. And so when it comes to content creation, you're going to have to like practice expanding on your thoughts, making those thoughts go further. And a way to do this is just to play with the practice of how would I explain this? You know, maybe it takes four words. And then how can I give this more context and more detail? And then just Build, do a writing exercise of adding, expanding on that, getting more thoughts, more detail, you know, and maybe talking out loud on to a voice note on your phone can help. You can actually dictate to the notes app if you have an iPhone. Those things can be a really good way to get more ideas and more thoughts out, verbal processing, if, if that feels right for you. So those are just kind of some tips, my thoughts on content creation for each Enneagram type. If you are a content creator wanting to make more, I hope that this was supportive for you. And, you know, as always, it's an absolute joy to create this content for you. And I will see you tomorrow for the next episode. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. 
With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.